Good morning, um, and welcome to my podcast. This is T talking. Um, let me introduce myself a little bit. I am a 36-year-old woman, and I am currently in Birmingham, Alabama, Um, and I am in the midst of starting a business. Um, I work a full-time job. Uh, My business is uh, starting off with jewelry, and of course, I have other goals I want to accomplish during my business journey. But uh, I'm also suffering from, I guess you could say, um, mental illness, as they would say, I have a big struggle with depression, Um, but that comes from the life that I had to go through growing up to this point that I'm in today. As a matter of fact, today is, let me see, Thursday, August 13th. It is 7.59 right now in the morning. I'm just coming off from work. I work nights and it's okay. I love the fact that I can be out when the majority of the people are in and be in when the majority of people are out, especially during this time, this quarantine. Uh, We've got this coronavirus still going around. Um, No signs of it stopping anytime soon. But I wanted to talk today about uh, mental mental illnesses. And I can't talk really on a lot of the diagnosis out there. I'm not a doctor. I'm not a lawyer. I'm not a professional of any kind of sort. I can only talk about my experiences. And right now, half of me wants to uh, have this business going. I started last year, 2019, but there's some uh, instances that happened and it kind of put a halt. And I try to put a permanent halt on it. I mean, I, which was bad now that I'm looking at it, that was kind of crazy. I believe that if I kept it going from last year to this year, I would have been a lot further um, in my goals and accomplishments for my life. But hey... 
I'm going to go ahead and start over again. Um, I got to look further into the business aspect. I went to register my name with the state and so I can pay state taxes and everything. I, you know, I'm, uh, I'm an LLC, but since I put a halt for pretty much more than a year, um, I have to catch up with a lot of things and make sure that my name is still good and that I'm, I'm still legally able to do business. But anyhow, about this mental illness, I am suffering with depression and I actually didn't realize that I was suffering from depression. I guess I didn't have time to really figure it out. I heard so much about it growing up, of course. You hear about depression everywhere, on TV, any media platform, friends. You hear it all over. Uh, So I never, but I never thought of myself relating to depression. I just thought that depression was when you just stayed in your bed and you just didn't want to be bothered with. But there is so much more to depression. I grew up in a household of, let's see, six, I guess. I guess, well, I have four siblings, uh, two brothers, two, and, and me and my sister. I'm the oldest. And my stepdad was with us throughout my whole childhood until I was old enough to be on my own. And he was God's gift to me. Not in a, uh, not in a sexual way, of course, but he was like a savior to me and my mom she was very abusive um I didn't realize it at the time of course because I just thought that was discipline that's just the way black families ran but some of the things that I did go through were uh abusive situations and yes while there were reasons why I needed to be disciplined, she would be excessive. Now, if you're listening to me, if you're a parent, please recognize that they are freshly new human beings that's being transformed transformed as time goes on they don't know anything the only thing they would know are the things that you teach them and the things that they learn around them school friends media but as a parent I believe uh, which I don't have no kids I don't have no kids but as a parent if I did have kids I would definitely spend more time with the child and remind them of their worth 
these things were not told to me. Basically, what I had to do was be the second mom. My mom worked double shifts all the time. She made sure we was good. We had a roof over our head, clothes on our backs, yada, yada. But I just thought at the time of being a teenager that it was just something I just had to do. I didn't enjoy being a second mom, quote, end quote. Um, But now that I'm looking back at it, looking at it from an adult's perspective, looking at it how my mom would have looked at it as an adult, I believe, she took advantage. And like I said, she was a good mom. We would go out to the movies, sometimes to the mall, to the park. We did things. We was a good family, but there was just times where my mom didn't know how to control her anger. And she didn't get along with people pretty much. A lot of the times she would put up front, like if she goes to a supermarket, there might be some people there, like some cashiers or whatnot that might know her. Uh, not know her, know her, but if they see her, they're like, hey, you know, and then she'll say a few jokes or whatnot, and they'll laugh, and they just love her, and she just has these mood swings. But I think a lot of that growing up, like, I, I mean, it was very excessive. Like, it, it was, it was one time, um, one time, I think she was in the bathroom doing her hair. She was flat flat ironing her hair. And I went, uh, I was hungry. I was in my teenage years. This was nighttime, so she ain't cooked dinner yet. Um, so I was like, well, Ma, can I have some butter to make some, you know, make a grilled cheese sandwich? And she was like, yeah, yeah, go ahead. So when I looked in the refrigerator, it was only like, not even a teaspoon of butter. It was a very tiny sized thing of butter, but I still used it uh, anyway because I wanted some type of butter taste on my bread. So I had used the margarine and um, I believe maybe after I cooked it, after I cleaned the pot and ate the cheese, the, the grilled cheese and everything after she was done with her hair, she goes and now she's ready to prepare dinner. But I forgot what she was going to make, but it she needed the butter to cook with. And I was in my room at the time. And she was like, well, where happened to the butter? And as soon as I heard that, I knew immediately that I was in trouble. And I didn't, I didn't know what to really think so I mean I just went into the kitchen and told her like hey oh you know I asked you if it was okay for me to have butter and it was only like a little bit of butter but I still used it and and she was like she was mad she was like so how am I supposed to cook dinner um and yada 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 so I don't know the very details of it because like I said I'm 36 this this was when I was in my teenage years um 
But and this time my stepdad was at work still. And but it would have been like maybe within the next hour or so he came. But before he came, um, she got mad and she went and she had this closet that she kept all her like the vacuum. Well, I don't know if she kept the vacuum. Did she put the vacuum in there? I think she did keep the vacuum in there and she has some shelving where you keep some hardware stuff and stuff. So she used to keep her extension cords in there too. So she used to, she whipped us with the extension cords instead of the belt. So I, she, you know, I I just knew that she, like she was really, really upset that I used all the butter. And I'm like, I didn't see the big deal, of course, because it was like it wasn't it was probably about an inch at least of butter. It wasn't it wasn't you couldn't do nothing with the butter. It was just all paper. So um, she went and got the extension cord and started whipping me or whatnot and she and tearing at me. And, and so by the time she was done, my face was all bloody and everything because she it was like she felt that she didn't do her job in disciplining me unless she saw blood. So, and she never wanted me to wipe my face or anything. She always wanted me to sit there and think about the things that I've done. And so my shirt is tore up at this time and my stepdad comes in and he's like, what the hell just happened? Like what happened? And I couldn't say anything. He knew what happened because at this time he's been in my life for over a decade so I mean he's been in my he, he's been in my a majority of my childhood life and um so he goes and he argues with her or, what I, or whatnot and then he you know he comes in the room and he tells me come put your coat on let's go we going out to a family member's house or whatnot and I'm like I now I'm thinking oh my gosh like now you're gonna just make this worse than what it is like just let her calm down and you know like i just want this over with like but you just in my mind i'm thinking this but as an adult he's she's trying to help me which i also understood but i also understood that he's not around all the time so i didn't want to look like that i was working with him um and she would have took it as if i was working against her so I was sure he, he threw on my coat and I was telling him like, no, no, I don't want to go. It's, you know, and he was telling me, let's go. And he started dragging me, not really dragging me, but pulling me and pulling me to go. So he's pulling me out the door and my mom is standing out the, at the, at the, at the front door yelling like my name. And I'm like, I'm, you know, he has now my stepdad is tall. He's, he, he's strong. He's tall. And he was dragging me, and mind you, I was like skinny at the time. <laughs> and she's like, she's calling my name, and I'm like, oh my gosh, like, like, what am I supposed to do? And I'm, I'm mad at him because I'm like, well, why would you do that? Like, now she's gonna think that, you know, I'm probably gonna end up getting another beating. That's what I'm thinking. So we did, and and you know, after that, yada yada yada, whatever. But like. That's just a taste. That's just a little taste of what I've been through as a child. And no, I'm not saying I'm a victim. Um, well, in a way, I am a victim. But I'm not, I'm not saying I was innocent. I'm a teenager. Of course, I'm going to make stupid mis- decisions. Our brains are not even fully grown by then. 
So, um, but she would, she would beat me and it got to the point where I got jumpy around her. And every time I jumped around her, she thought I did something wrong. Like that was my conviction and she didn't understand that I was scared, but I never told her, you know, so it, I, I had an issue growing up with my mom. I always thought she didn't like me. I always, and, and she, and, but at, the thing was she'll have her moments, but she's the greatest person. Like if you stayed on her good side, like she's the greatest person. She's fun. Like you just, it just seems like everything is okay. <laughs> But when she's upset, like, I mean, it's just, it's it's really, it's really, it's it's overboard. And my stepdad saw that he said it was abuse. He said that he couldn't leave because she would keep him in the basement. I'm like, look now, why do you stay and let mom abuse him? Because he was, she was abusing him too. And I'm like, why would, like, I just didn't understand. I'm a teenager. I don't understand what's going on. This just didn't, didn't make sense to me. I was asking him, I used to ask him, why, why do you stay if mom treats you like that? You could just easily go. And he's like, well, if I leave, then, you know, she's going to kill you. And those words always stayed with me. Always stayed with me. And as an adult, it means so much more because I understand what he, I understand now what he, what he's doing. And now he's, he's really mentally, he's mentally disturbed. Like he's really mentally disturbed. And my mom just had her way with him and, and he tried to work it out as much she, as he could. But I guess because of me, he just took it. I mean, it, it was, it was, it was rough. It was rough. But like I said, there were good times too. It was good times, um, like any other family. But I love my mom at the end. Of, at the end of the day, I love her. I really do. I'm sorry. I need me a cigarette, y'all. I'm just kind of going through something today. But I just want—I know you don't know anything about me, and I'm not saying no names, and I'm not going to be. You know, because I do want my confidentiality, but maybe my story can help somebody else to let them know that they're not alone in what they're going through. I never been raped. Thank God. I don't know how that is, but I could imagine that's that might really mess somebody up. Um, but I, 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 I could, I mean, there's always going to be somebody's story that's worse than yours. But I, so I'm just talking about mine. My story might be worse than yours or maybe yours is worse than mine. But I do believe that God allows us to go through things so that we can have a story to tell and to also look at ourselves as survivors. You know, like, wow, like and, and to be able to glorify him at the end of the, at the end of the day. I am a strong believer in God and Jesus. Like I'm not the 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 holiest of the holiest but i do believe in him and i i do believe in jesus christ as my lord and savior i've been saved since i was 11 but i've been off and on off and on off and on due to life so i'm still trying to get it together hence i'm smoking a cigarette 
So, I'm not perfect. God definitely knows my heart. That doesn't mean I can do whatever the hell I want to do. But I thank him for protecting me through my life. I really, there could have been plenty of times where I could have died. And I've been homeless on the street. I've been through a lot. And now that I'm 36, really legitly on my own, like having my own apartment for the first time at the age of 36, now everything is kind of like snowballing on me. And I think all the memories and all of the um, emotions. My dad passed away in April from this coronavirus in Staten Island. Um, it's just a whole lot. It's, 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 it's a whole lot that I'm dealing with. And then now I'm trying to start back my business, my jewelry business. And it's a lot. And I find myself with doing the same routine every single day. Like, okay, so I smoked me a little bud or whatnot. I guess it helps me to talk a little better because I've noticed that when I talk just regular functioning, my speech is a little, like my words, like I get tongue-tied. And and it's like my mouth is speaking faster than my brain. Like my mouth is moving faster than you know, so I get end up getting tongue tied. So it's just it's kind of weird. I don't know. But um it also helps me relax and to be able to go to sleep and stuff. And but I have darkening curtains up. So my apartment stays dark. Except for my bathroom in my kitchen. I leave the light on over the stove and I have, my light stays on all the time in the bathroom. No matter what, unless the bulb runs out. But I've, I have symptoms of a depressed person. I tried counseling. I went to like three sessions until he was saying that uh, he'd been around somebody that had symptoms of the coronavirus and I just kind of lost interest but then he texted me and was like oh you know he came back negative but still like by that time I was like uh uh (laughs) no um but I wanted to talk about depression because this is just one of the days where I'm just kind of going through something and I don't know what it is I'm trying to get into um I'm trying to get into self-growth and um self-motivation and manifestation and um thinking positive and and trying to do what I need to do for the business but it's so hard for me to go out the house unless I have to which is work um I do not like going outside. I like to be locked up in my apartment. And that's not a good sign. That's not a healthy sign. I don't feel suicidal. But the more time I spend by myself, the more I have to deal with my emotions. And I can deal with people. Like, I don't have no friends right now. I can't say that I have a best friend right now. I do have a friend. 
who I talk to every now and then. She's in another state. And. But she's going through her own growth. And I, I need to do mine too. She's going through her own journey. But when we talk, it's sort of like I'm talking to a life coach. Because she's awesome. She's really into self-healing. But. I know that I'm meant for more. I want I want my own house. I want my own um, car. Like, I don't want to be paying a car note. You, do you know my car note is $400 a month? Over $400 a month. I got a 2017 Sentra Nissan. It's just a regular standard car. And I got to pay 400 over 400 a month. And then my insurance was over, well, was almost $300 a month. And then you got to remember, you got to pay for your rent and your power and your electric. I mean, your, your, your rent and your electric. So, uh, depression is real. If somebody, if you hear somebody saying that they feel depressed, Take that seriously. I can't tell nobody how I feel because nobody cares. Nobody really cares. Everybody got their own mess they, they got to deal with. You know, and nobody wants to keep hearing somebody talk about their depressing state because it's depressing. <laughs> Which I could understand. So I guess this podcast is what I have. Just to be able to throw my ideas out there. And it's not even the fact of having thousands of of, uh, viewers. It's therapeutic for me. I need to get on this. I I mean, I don't have to leave my house. I don't have to show my face. I can just speak. And then maybe one day I could look back on my recordings and see how far I came from, you know, from being depressed to finally finding my truth and myself and really loving myself. You know, somebody told me or asked me about a month ago, tell me to to, to tell him five things that I love about myself. And I really couldn't come up with anything. And when, as soon as he said it, I automatically thought like, oh, that's easy. But when I really sat and thought about it, I was like, there's nothing I could really say that I love about myself. Like I can't even say I love my hair. I love my skin. I don't hate myself, but I can't think of five things that I love about myself. And that was really eye-opening to me so that's why self-growth is important to me I want to grow I don't want to be in this state of mind forever I want to work towards reaching some goals and moving in my life and also involving God more in my life as well because without him you're lost. Like, I just feel lost. I feel lost when I just exclude him out. I feel lost. But 
Anyhow, I'm not going to be on here much longer. I have to get some sleep. Like I said, just got off from work. I work third shift. Ugh. That's why I want to do this business so I can have my own freedom, my own timing, my own vacation set, my own money. Then I can possibly be in a position to help others as well. Because it's not about keep getting rich, keep getting rich, and keep getting more rich and more rich. It's no, there's no fulfillment in that. Yes, you could pay your bills and whatnot, but then what? You know, so. I just, I, I want to do, I want to do good and I want to be able to uh, help the homeless. And there are dozens of neighborhoods in Birmingham that have abandoned neighborhoods. It's crazy. I don't know why they're abandoned, but I'm like, there are all these homeless people. There are abandoned uh industrial part downtown where they have abandoned warehouses and stuff they could make that into shelters nobody should be on the streets nobody but <clears throat> i'm gonna go ahead and leave you guys i will talk to you soon i gotta relax myself and get ready for work tonight so I'll talk to you soon and God bless you guys. And again, what do you think? What you think about depression? Do you suffer from depression? What you doing to help yourself get through it? I'm not sure if there's a way for you to respond back because I'm new to this. But if there is, I would love to hear what you have to say. All right, so I'm out of here. I'll talk to you guys later. You guys have a blessed one. Thank you for listening. Bye.